Hey there friends, it's Nick. Okay, so yesterday we talked about what metaphors are. Today I want to talk about what metaphors do. What do they do? What can they do for us? And just to, just to get set another foundation, just reminding us that metaphors are really about connecting two things together. You know, there's a, there's a kind of a source idea and a target idea. And all of the power of them comes from that. Really, you know, when, when we're talking about fresh metaphors, metaphors that have got some kind of resonance. And I think I, I sort of tend to think about them and I tend to think about them as sort of ways to engineer different effects, I suppose. So just for the sake of, of, Hey there friends, it's Nick. Okay. So yesterday we talked about metaphors and what they are today. I want to talk about what they do, what they can deliver for us when we're telling stories that mean business or any kind of message really. And just to set the foundation, <laughs> there's a metaphor to set our foundation, just remembering that a metaphor is when we say something is something else. So it's connecting two things often that, that have no connection in fact or reality or logic. And it's the, really it's the, it's the, that the connection and the space that, that happens in your brain between those two things that gives the metaphor all its power and, you know, allows us to use it to engineer certain effects in our storytelling or our writing. And I guess that's one way of thinking about it. I mean, again, I'm using metaphors all the time. It's, it's amazing when you get into this, how much we're talking about, talking about metaphor using metaphor, but if I tend, do tend to think about this as kind of engineering and we can engineer, well, sort of three primary things. So let's say understanding, meaning, and creativity. So let's go through those, uh, in order. If we're engineering understanding through metaphor, there's a couple of ways, really metaphors can obviously be used to describe something that's unfamiliar in the terms of something that is familiar. I mean, the, I guess a good example of this would be Ridley Scott famously pitched alien, the alien movie as jaws in space, you know, so that's a three word powerful pitch and anyone who's seen jaws immediately gets what alien the movie is. And of course it went on to be made very successfully. And then a, a, an even better follow-up with James Cameron with, was aliens. But similarly, we might say that, that, that years ago when Amazon or online shopping first started, the shopping cart or the shopping basket on a website was a metaphor that showed something that was sort of explained something that was unfamiliar in terms of something that was very familiar and those, you know, the, the web and digital are full of those kind of metaphors. We talked about, you know, the desktop yesterday and, and so forth. So that's one area of kind of understanding unfamiliar to familiar. But the other thing is explaining something that was really complicated, you know, helping someone understand something that's really complicated by talking about something that is simpler. And I used in one of the podcasts last week, I talked about, you know, this, this metaphor of the heart is a pump. And of course that's massively, massively simplified, but for most of us, that gives us a lot of information about, about what the part, what the heart does and sort of how it works. It gives us that kind of basic foundation. And one of the things, as I said, I think last week, you know, in one of the interviews I heard with Jordan Peterson, he was sort of saying part of the problem with the brain is we don't have something, we don't have that kind of simple metaphor because everything, everything's so complicated. Okay. So. That's the first of our three main things, understanding. And the second one is meaning. So when we are 
when we bash those two things together in a metaphor, we can create some meaning. When I talked about yesterday, Juliet is the sun. We take some of the aspects of the sun that are relevant to Juliet and she gets brighter. It's sort of metaphorically speaking, doesn't she? She gets brighter. And likewise, we might, well, there's a, there's a lovely moment in one of my favorite Disney movies, Mulan. And Mulan has, near the start of the movie, Mulan has just utterly failed uh, with the matchmaker and is sitting distraught really in the garden with her father, who was really relying on her to, to maintain the family's honor. And they're sitting under the, the blossom. And he says, what beautiful blossoms we have this year. But look, this one's late. I bet when it blooms, it will be the most beautiful of all. And of course, of course, what we, we all know, we all see that he is taking with that metaphor. I mean, it's implicit, not explicit, but it's a metaphor for her. He is adding meaning. You know, likewise, um, you know, one of, one of Churchill, I mean, I have to mention Churchill because this is about metaphor. The metaphor of the iron curtain falling across Europe was so powerful. It became part of the language. It, you know, it literally became, you know, part of the, the, of the politics of the time. And, you know, by the way, he wasn't even prime minister when he made that. He'd lost an election. That was just a speech he gave. But it was extraordinarily powerful visual metaphor. You know, this is, this is why I mentioned yesterday that philosophers have historically at least not been that keen on metaphors because, because they can skew, they can change the meaning of things in an, in a kind of an emotional way. I mean, right now, as I record this, the Tory party in the UK are electing a new leader and it's sort of brutal, you know, it's, it's brutal how they kind of turn on each other. And if I describe it as a knife fight, the Tory leadership race is a knife fight then what I'm doing is I'm replacing something abstract or complicated with something that's very visual, very clear and quite a powerful kind of image. And immediately you get a sense of what it might be like. But of course, it's also, you know, that's also a sense that's kind of skewed because there are decent people in that, in that gang. I'm sure there are people who are trying to do the right thing, but something as powerful as that kind of metaphor can really take, you know, they, it can take us over, you know, it, can, it, it works in a kind of an emotional way. So that's meaning. And then the third, third of the main things is creativity. You know, when I was a, a younger man, I read Edward de Bono's book on lateral thinking and lateral thinking, I don't know whether you're familiar with it, but essentially it's this idea of, of taking two unrelated things and smashing them together. Right. And what does that sound like? Well, it sounds an awful lot like a metaphor and when we are, when we're, when we're creating metaphors and we're creating ones that really work, we're kind of handing our readers, our audience, whoever they may be, this kind of little creativity machine, because their brain is going to, it's going to make something of it. Like if I said to you, what could I say? If I said that this podcast is just look around the room. Okay. If this podcast is, is the bookshelf in my brain. This podcast is the bookshelf in my brain. So that's just, you know, something that's off the top of my head, ha ha. But you can't help but compare those two things. And in the gap between them, in the connections between them, you get some kind of sense of this podcast as a bookshelf in my brain. And, and you'll get some kind of meaning, some kind of different insight into what this is. It's, 
a thousand episodes, it's all different subjects. Some of them are dog-eared and tattered and torn. Some of them are quite good. You know, some of them are never, <laughs> are never booked out of the library. You know, these things go on and it's, it's a way of, of, like I said at the start, it's a way of connecting two things that don't have any connection in the kind of the necessarily in the physical world or the logical world. But when we put them, you know, next to each other in our brains, there's a kind of a spark, right? And so, okay. So we've talked about understanding. We've talked about meaning. We've talked about creativity. Those are three different things. And some metaphors you get, you know, you get all of that in, in one go. But the other thing that tends to come along for the ride, I think, when, when we, we create new metaphors that are really powerful is that we all also, we get attention. We generate attention for ourselves. And that's because, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, one of the things that human beings are, you know, we're sort of, we're programmed to pay attention to is newness, is novelty, because in novelty, there may be danger or opportunity, you know, we might want to, I don't know, we might want to eat it. We might want to sleep with it. You know, you know, it's that kind of thing, you know, we, we, our brains are programmed to look out for things that, that are out of the ordinary, just to make sure that we, we can survive them or in case we might sort of need them. So attention does kind of come along for the ride really. And, th and there's one other thing I think that's, that's really interesting to say. In fact, there's, no, there's two things. When I say it comes along for the ride in all of this stuff, when we do, when we, the creators create a metaphor that's powerful, that's good, really, as long as the audience hears it or reads it, they have no volition. They have no choice, but, but to have that processing thing go on in the brain. So this is why we must do this with, um, good intentions. Of course, it's not about, it's not about manipulating people into doing things they, they don't want to do or is, are not good for them, but it can also, it can definitely be about, about helping them get the idea about the stuff that we're doing that might actually make a difference in their lives. And here's the last thing I'll say, because something's occurred to me while I've been researching this, which I think is quite interesting and I'm, I'm sort of circling around it, but what we've talked about here is that two ways in which metaphors can kind of help us understand or help us create. And they, they help us understand and create insight by transforming the strange into the familiar, right? We take something we don't understand and we pair it with something we do understand and it becomes more familiar. It becomes more kind of comfortable and creativity is the opposite. It's, it's transforming the familiar into the strange. You know, we're taking something that makes sense. We're putting it some, with, with something that, you know, doesn't have a particular, um, <laughs> relationship. And that forms creativity. So there's an interesting thing going on there, which I haven't quite thought through, but it's about which direction are we taking this sort of metaphor in or what are we using it for? And the thing is this, this relatively simple kind of tool in our stories can make all, can do all these things, can make these difference. And tomorrow in the next podcast, we're going to talk about how we can create a metaphor. And it's a simple process, of course. And then in the final one episode four, we'll talk about how we can kind of supercharge, we can kind of boost our metaphors. And again, you see, I mean, you know, we, we can't escape the metaphorical language that I'm using just talking to you now. Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember your story means business and see you tomorrow. Bye now.